Have you ever been pulled over by the police who were absolutely sure you must have been drinking when you hadn't? That's what happened to my guests this week, and it's just the beginning of their comical and slightly horrifying run-ins with law enforcement. This is the Greatest Story Ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place, and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. If you're wondering what sort of story fits the bill around here on the Greatest Story Ever podcast, think about the poor merchant sailor who grounded their cargo ship in the middle of the Suez Canal. One minute you're having a normal day on the job, and the next you've blocked up billions of dollars in global shipping. Of course, before you feel too bad for the guy, it's worth pointing out that before the ship entered the canal, they navigated a course through the Red Sea that drew a gigantic penis. That had nothing to do with the problem, of course, but it's still worth mentioning, making it officially the most 2021 story ever. Of course, you'd be well aware of the shenanigans 2021 has offered if you visited my website, keithconradmedia.com, and signed up for my free email newsletter, The News Side Quest. Each day you'll get all sorts of entertaining news. A ship's course drawing a giant penis in the Red Sea and then getting stuck in the Suez Canal would be rushed to the front of the line, just so you know. My guests this week are the Gallus Sisters, my first Greatest Story Ever podcast with multiple guests. So a truly historic moment. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rhea. And we're the Gallus Sisters. We're actually Irish twins. Yeah, which means we're 15 months apart or less. I, I, I feel like you could tell a story just based on being 15 months old apart. Oh, Yeah. People ask us about that all the time, and we, we have to explain to people, you know, Irish twins is not actually a real thing. It's it's like um, a myth. It's a... Um, Culturally created. Yeah, and it's it's not something that people actually recognize. It's just fun. <laughs> so so it's not like, you know, regular twins where you've got superpowers or anything. It's just you're, you're twins who are very close in age. That That's what we're getting at. Yeah, we're siblings who are close in age. We're just a little over a year apart. Yeah. So last week I had a, a great story with uh, Tracy Lamore, who uh, actually helped Jimmy Dennis get off of uh, death row in Pennsylvania. And uh, she and her husband just kind of did that as a little bit of a side project, and it took 20 years. So it was kind of a, a long, epic tale. But it sounds like uh, like you two have a have your own tale of a run-in with law enforcement we do so just to give you a visual image of what we look like and you can see this on our youtube channel but i'm rachel and i have green hair i'm five foot one and i'm super petite i'm Mm -hmm. ria and i have purple hair i'm five foot four um not a very not a very big person and also legally blind yeah so i'm I'm 35 and Rhea is 36, but we look like we're in our early 20s, but Mm -hmm. we act like we're in our 30s and possibly even older. So people uh, jump to conclusions when they see us thinking, oh, they're young and dumb or, oh, they have green and purple hair, so they must be stupid or trying to steal something. So we end up with a lot of uh, borderline discrimination. Yeah, I and it probably doesn't help that we're both disabled as well. Yep. I, I have a friend, uh, uh, Jen, who's actually been a guest on, on the show. Uh, for years, she had purple hair. Uh, 
but then she she actually had to uh, had to lose that because she started doing work on TV and they they frowned upon such things. So I yeah, you know, she's run into that in her own way. Wow. Yeah, so we've had we've had some run-ins with the police even that were extremely scary and it's happened every few years it happens and we since we're chronically sick, we actually we we don't drink very much. I mean, everyone wants to want to do a little bit, but it's just it just makes us too sick. So specifically, uh, the most recent run-in we had with the police was we spent an evening in a bar. No, go back before that because your your tabs were expired. Oh yeah, my tabs were expired, and I got pulled over that day because my tabs were expired and it was on a Sunday and I got a ticket, which, okay, you know, that was on me. I, I should have been paying closer attention, but I got caught up in work. And so I went to a bar later on that night and we had some gluten-free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and we had some soda water just because we just wanted to get out of the house. And it was oh, the only thing that was just open. Just a wild night out. The, the uh, gluten-free pizza and the soda water. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Living your best lives. Hey, it's how we have fun. And, well, this bar, I guess the police watch it. So they watch to see who's leaving the bar. Mm -hmm. And they pulled us over because of the tabs again. We had the ticket with us. Yep. And they made an assumption because we were extremely scared. And they made me take a sobriety test. Yeah. And I had also gone for a three mile run that day too. So I was, I was tired and I was shaking and mm. we, we were terrified. We're a little, we're kind of excitable people too. And we we're just like, uh, what's happening. We're pulled over in the middle of the night on the side of the road alone with a giant man with a gun. And, we were just out of our minds, just like crying and scared because that that was just our reaction to it. And he just assumed that we were intoxicated. So I'm taking the sobriety test and a second cop shows up. Yeah. And I don't know if I was passing or not, because you it, it's hard to pass those when you're sober. I would never pass them because I can't see. Yeah, it is especially when you're nervous. Yeah. And he's just looking at me. I mean, I'm tiny, and this guy is huge. I'm like, he could pick me up and put me in the back of his car, and you'd never see me again. <laughs> so, but there's there's a law that's in the U.S. that they're supposed to tell the passenger what to do. They're actually supposed to. That's against the law not to. Yeah. and well, that, That's interesting because I think the only times I've ever been pulled over, you know, and it's only a couple times in my life, um, I, I think I've been alone. So that that's actually an interesting thing that I didn't know. Yeah. So the second guy shows up and he he is just ready to like bulldoze me and tackle me. I mean, he was so aggressive. He wasn't even going to give me a chance. And Rhea's, Rhea can't drive because of her eyes. And you open the door. Because I had to go to the bathroom. And he whips out his gun and says, you know, get the F back in the car now. Or I'll shoot. And we're like, what? We're, we're not armed. We're tiny little harmless women just driving around the middle of the night. <laughs> and, and at that point, you know, we're having a nervous breakdown. And he looks at me and he says, finally, he says, 
do you just want to, you know, blow on the breathalyzer? I'm like, yeah, I would have done it to begin with. You just said something and I was too scared to even ask. Uh, I blew on the breathalyzer. He took one look at me and he said, oh, sorry. Because <laughs> he probably would have expected that, you know, like even if you weren't drunk, he probably would have expected you to, to have some sort of level. So the fact that you guys just had uh, soda water, yeah, that's probably not something that happens very often, you know, because no. if they pull somebody over, I would imagine that even if they're under the legal limit, they're, they're still, you know, they still have some level. So they told us that we had to sit in the nearby parking lot until we calmed down enough to drive home. And ideally, they wanted us to just leave the car there and get an Uber or something home. But after that, we were not going to get into an Uber because we were afraid of everything. Yep. So we just sat in the parking lot and had a panic attack. Uh, I think, understandably, you know, I, I at this point, I'm uh, I'm 38 years old. Uh, I've gone my entire life without having a gun pointed at me. Uh, so I can't say for sure how I would react. But I think I would be uh, I think I'd be kind of out of it for a little while after that. And then the next morning, we, we stayed up all night, and then we sat in front of the DMV and replaced the tabs. <laughs> and I really wonder what happened to those two cops, because that was way out of line. And we spoke to one of our friends who was a lawyer after it, and he suggested to us that if you are pulled over by the police in the middle of the night, and especially if you have done nothing wrong, you mm -hmm. should call dispatch just to make sure that they are aware of what's going on because you are in an extremely vulnerable position. Well, and there's, you know, people, there's like a problem all around the country of fake cops too. Yeah. With like ba obtaining badges, obtaining cards and pulling over women. And that's how they human traffic. Yeah. And you can, you can call the police on the police to verify what's, ha what's happening here. And that, it's, just, it's just so and, strange that that even happened. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because, you know, it seems like, you know, I, I, I've been in the same situation where, uh, you know, my license plate expires and because of, you know, various things, I'm too busy. And so, you know, like, a, a, you know, a week or two will go by uh, where it's expired. And, um, you know, it seems like quite literally every police officer in the city of Chicago ends up behind me during that time. And I get pulled over about 72 times during that week, you know, or something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, quite literally that that's the only two times I've been pulled over in my life. And it was, you know, like in quick succession, like they, you know, they, they were both following me and decided to pull me over immediately after. So like, it, it seems like, yeah, I would be heading to the DMV, as soon as it opened, I'd actually probably be sitting in the parking lot that morning waiting for it to open. Yep. That's what we did. <laughs> yep. Our DMV is in the basement of one of the malls here. So we sat in the mall with some coffee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I could understand eating the coffee too, but most importantly. Uh, so that, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting, interesting story. Um, first time, uh, I've had a story of people having a gun pulled on them. So congratulations for that. Uh, that that's a that's a that's a gold star you get uh, first first time a, a, a person had a story about a gun being pulled on them. Uh, hopefully not the first of many. Hopefully no, maybe. You'll but we actually we have another story too if you're interested. 
another story involving a gun or no but or... It, it it was is similar <laughs> not a gun though oh, okay sure so when we were in our early 20s i went to go pick up ria from a babysitting job and at mm-hmm. this point in time i was driving a manual a stick shift car in the minnesota snow and in St. Paul, Minnesota, they don't really shovel the side roads. So they make these really thick ditches that are hard to drive through. Oh, yeah. They do that in Chicago, too. Yeah. And I was slipping around because I don't know if you ever had to drive a manual in snow like that. Well, I picked her up and it was late at night. I got pulled over by a cop. Because that one of the headlights went out. Yep. <laughs> and I was slipping around, too. Yeah. He was like, he thought I was drunk. He thought I was intoxicated because I was slipping. He comes up to the car with the handcuffs in his hand, which is oh, illegal wow. out in his hand to intimidate me. And of course, we start panicking and he's he's aggressive. He's he's already decided what's going on. He looks in the car, you know, asks for my ID. And then he sees that I'm driving a manual. And he says, oh, you're driving a manual. OK, get that light fixed. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's funny. God, that uh, must have been what, that probably close to 50, no, like at least 10, maybe even yeah. 12 years ago. Well, that manual, too, it, the clutch slipped, too. I so remember it that. Was, you had that. It was hard. You had that accord that drive. the clutch slipped on. Yeah. I that. Yeah, I mean, driving a, driving a stick is, is tough enough, and then you, uh, you know, you add in the slipping around of winter in the Midwest, and, and yeah, I could, I could see how. How maybe a police officer would see that, uh, you know, see that and think maybe some shenanigans were going on. At least, at least he let you off without pointing a gun at you. Yeah, that little did we know, a, you know, a decade or so later, that was going to happen. I mean, we don't, you don't <laughs> drive a stick anymore. No, no, I don't. Because no, A, they're no. hard to find and B, and I don't like to. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's definitely easier, especially in the snow. Yep. Uh, well, well, those are, those are two. Two great stories. Thanks so much for uh, for joining me and, and sharing it. So uh, where can people find out more about you? So we are on YouTube as the Gala Sisters. And uh, we've been around for about 11 months. And we're also on Instagram as the Gala Fam. And we are on Twitter as the Gala Sisters. And on Facebook as the Gala Sisters. Yep. Great. Thanks so much for joining me. No, thank you. <laughs> If you think you can top the Gala Sisters story, or the guy who beats the cargo ship in the Suez Canal for that matter, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. Gabatron?